Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Axiom Podcast. I'm your host today, Devin Dash, and I'm here with Cameron Earhart. Hey, everyone. How are you doing today, Cameron? Doing great. Excited to talk about this very important subject. Yeah. It's something that hopefully not a lot of companies are doing right now. We (laughs) did do another episode on hiring, and so hopefully they're doing more of that right now. But we want to do kind of another episode tied to the opposite end of the, the life cycle for employees and well, I guess there's multiple end life cycles for employees, but we're talking about firing. So hopefully you're, you know, you're going to have relationships, working relationships, um, employee relationships where you're going to have to terminate that relationship and you call it what you want, call it, you know, letting them go to better opportunities or call it (laughs) termination. And we're talking about firing. And today we're talking really specifically about how do we do that well? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's something that a lot of the business owners that we work with and a lot of the people that are in upper management that we work with, it's a question that maybe they don't consciously think of, Mm -hmm. but they might consciously think of, well, man, they may stray away from hard conversations or terminating type conversations because they're, they're generally empathetic and sensitive people. They care, right? And so we never think, we don't think about, well, how do I do this well? Um, so we're going to talk about that today and um, give you guys some great insights and, and hopefully some re- reaffirming information that you're already doing, reaffirm things that are you're already doing in your organization. Uh, so let's just get started. And Cameron, like when you think about firing, what are, why is it important and why why is it important? <laughs> yeah, well, it's important because it's it's happening. I mean, if you're running a business or you're in management, chances are you have fired someone or you will be firing someone soon. It just whether they're just not a values or a culture fit, perhaps they're not meeting expectations, um, whatever it may be. And so we want to make sure we're doing it the right way because there's some implications of bad firing. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. The um, just reputation that uh that you can really damage you know your company's reputation by firing people the wrong way you know they they go on Glassdoor, they go on yelp you know whatever it may be and they just bash you for how bad of an owner you were how you did a terrible job letting them go and then all of a sudden customers see that and they think i don't want to work with that owner like look how we fired this person so that's the biggest one but it can also kill morale of other employees that maybe had a close relationship and it can really hurt your culture so it's we got to make sure we're doing it the right way and just being nice isn't enough yeah yeah i think especially for some of the companies that we we work with um who just the owners are, are christians and they they believe in the bible and they're they, they have a faith they we i mean generally business owners care about their people. They care about their company. If, if your business owner doesn't, if you're a business owner and you don't care about your people, I encourage you to call us and talk to us. We can give you many, many reasons why it's important that you actually care for your people. I'm assuming that you do, <laughs> right? Like we, we're in business to, like, people are essential to business. And we generally find that we want the opportunity for to continue to love on that individual. We want the opportunity to continue to pour into their life and help them advance. And it doesn't always work out, right? And mm-hmm. that's because it's the relationships are a two-way street. But definitely don't want to burn bridges. And I think that's that's a foundational aspect of, you know, at least me. I, I know that anytime I can reconcile a relationship, I don't have to restore it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're dealing with terminating employees, there may never be a restoration of that relationship. Yeah. For, right. But hopefully the relationship ends in a place that's reconcilable so that it's for mutual benefit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so definitely don't want to go into those situations where you have consequences from poor firing practices. Yeah. One side note to that. I'll just say real quick, I have actually not done business with a company because of the negative reviews I saw from previous employees of that company. So it does affect even your, um, how your customers view you. So I think that's, you know, just adding to why it's so important, but yeah, let's talk about some good firing practices. I know that kind of sounds like an oxymoron, but how to do it the right way is probably a better way to word it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the, uh, the general principle that I always go to in terms of making any decision that involves another person, right, is the golden rule, Mm -hmm. right? It's the golden rule for a reason, which is treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, It's an active, it's a, it's a mandate to do, not to not do, right? right? It doesn't, the golden rule isn't just don't do what people, you don't want people to do to you. No, it's a mandate. Like you should actually be doing what you want other people, you know, treat others how you would like to be treated. So, uh, in terms of the golden rule, what are some of the ways that that fits into the, the firing process and how, how to like practically, how do we do that in terms of letting an employee go? Yeah, well, I think it starts with, b- b- even before we get jump into that, the importance of having a process. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the hiring process and how important it was that you stuck to the hiring process every single time. Just as important to have a firing process that you stick to every single time. And so, you know, a part of the firing process, which if you need one of those, reach out to us, we can send one over. But an important part of that is that you go into that meeting with the person that you're letting go prepared. So you have uh, the reasons exactly why you're letting them go. And you share that in in an empathetic way, but you also give them the opportunity to vent, to ask questions, to have a discussion about it, right? It's not a one-way street where you just call them in and you say, here's why we're firing you, mm-hmm. see you later. You you let them know, but then you give them a chance to discuss it. And, and when you show them that empathy and you show them, hey, like this is a decision we made, but I care about you as a person. And so I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to you know hear out whatever you wanna say. Like that person will care, feel cared for even though they're being let go. Yeah, and I think one of the things that like kind of ties into that that we always say is we we not a fan of the slogan. It's it's not personal personal. It's business, right? right? Like, and Michael Scott what, famous what, quote: "Business is always personal." Right. <laughs> See, and and Michael Scott was a secret genius, yep. right? And in that sense, like for us to to desensitize, like devalue the individual to say, like, look, this isn't personal. This is just business, and to not let them have that opportunity to. Really, in, 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 uh, again, not in every case, th- this, there's not always going to be that reciprocated, like, mutual respect and, and fondness. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, in cases where we have, have to fire and it, 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 we do take time to value the relationship, we give that employee an opportunity to kind of process one, one of the more traumatic and personally kind of not damning. I don't want to use that strong of language, sure. but just professionally hard things to go through. Yeah. Cause think about all the questions they're processing in their mind in that moment. Like I have a family back home. How am I going to provide for them? Like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go next? Um, you know, I, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to afford my mortgage at the shop. Like there's tons of questions they might be processing in that moment. And so you can expect a little bit of venting, a little bit of maybe upset or anger. And so we don't want to respond with emotionalism and just, you know, respond back, um, getting angry or getting upset, but remaining in an empathetic um, position where you're truly trying to care for that person, I think is the most important thing. But then transitionally to some other just practical tips, um, one thing that was taught to me was in regards to severance, 
typical kind of rule that you can follow is one week of severance pay for every year of service. So had someone recently, um, I was speaking with a business owner who was letting someone go after nine months and said, well, do I pay severance? And I'm it's completely up to you. This is the rule that we follow. Um, but it's your call. How generous do you want to be? And he said, you know what? I care for her. I want to show her. I care for her. I'm going to show, I'm going to give her two weeks severance. Like that is so generous of you. And I, I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, you know, if you're willing to be that generous, that's going to help her feel so cared for during this process. So that's a, you know, another just quick practical tip for how to really care for someone, even though you're letting them go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. And I think the, the, obviously the implication here is look, just because you're letting them have an, you're, you're giving them an opportunity to vent and you're, you're giving them severance. You're, you're not in a position to enable. I think that's the important thing to remember here is, is we do run the risk of being so compassionate and that, that our compassion tends to run over into, well, it's my responsibility to care for this individual and, and essentially if I don't care for them, then they're going to be in really hard straits. And, and yeah, sometimes we have to see the, you know, we see maybe something that the employee doesn't see, but we, we have to, quite simply, we have to trust the Holy spirit that, the, that part, that the spirit is working in that person's life. And that this part, this is part of that person's journey and development as a professional, as an, as an employee, or maybe a future business owner themselves. This is all part of their development. And we, we should just be careful. Yes, care. Yes, be compassionate. But in the opportunities to give them an event and in the opportunity to be generous with them with severance, mm -hmm. we're not extending, overextending ourselves to, you know, cover every, every, you know, T and cross, cross every T and dot every I to make sure this individual is, is taken care of. Right. right. Yeah. And offer them a letter of recommendation. Sometimes they'll accept it. Sometimes they'll deny it. But chances are they have some strengths, some um, qualities, abilities that you really admired and, and they, it helped your company in some way. So write a letter of recommendation focused around those. I'm not telling you to lie and say how great the person is when you think they're terrible. But if you're able to write a letter of recommendation that could help them get another job, then offer that. If you can't help them get another job and you truly believe that you could find, um, help them, you know, connect them with a company where they could be successful, offer that, do that. So um, basically show them like, hey, I, I'm not just letting you go and trying to, um, you know, just, just cut the cord to where I never have to see or hear from you again. But if you can just offer them support that they may or may not accept, they're going to feel so much more cared for when they're leaving. And who knows, they might, they might even um, leave you a positive view, maybe not online, but at least with other people of, Hey, I got fired, but I got fired in the best way I could have ever been fired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've seen it happen. It can be done well. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about last day. I mean, I think that's something that always comes to, comes to mind is, you know, oh, well, we should wait, you know, uh, it's, it's December. So we don't want to, we don't want to fire them right before Christmas or, or, you know, maybe it's just before the holidays. Like this would be really hard. We can hold on a couple more months. Let, let's talk about that because I think that's a stumbling block for a lot of business owners and a lot of managers is maybe hesitating on a decision that need maybe should have been made a month ago, but we had, you know, hesitated for whatever reason. And we're hesitating more. When should we make what, what should the last day be if we're deciding on firing an employee? Yeah, well, hopefully they, 
they see it, they kind of see it coming. Hopefully it's not just this shocking out of the blue, like, oh my gosh, you're firing me. I, I never had any idea. Hopefully we had conversations with them leading up to this that let them know they weren't meeting expectations in one way or another. But when uh, we have that situation, and we realize that they're either being a damage to our culture, like they're not holding to our values, or um, they're just not meeting expectations. They're, they're, they don't have the competency that we are looking for, the aptitude that we're looking for to perform the job well. It is typically better to, I should say it's always better, but 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time, it is better to go ahead and let them go then. Um, not just keep them in the seat to have that seat filled. And, and um, we talk about this all the time. We don't want somebody in the seat just because they fog a mirror. Um, having the wrong person in the seat is more often than not detrimental, more detrimental to the company than not having anyone in that seat. Mm -hmm. I think a, another big problem that uh, people wrestle with is, okay, I need to let them go, but their replacement doesn't start for two weeks. So can I let them go today and just keep them around for two weeks? Um, you know, tell them, Hey, well, I'll pay you to stay on for the next two weeks. And, and I've, I've been in team meetings where someone in leadership proposes that. And so, you know, what, what do you say in response when that gets brought up, Devin? I, I, no, I mean, quite simply, the answer is no, they're, they're not invested. They're not going to, if at best they're going to, uh, detract from the overall morale of the other team. I, I think it's just it's not helpful for somebody who's who's no longer employed with the company to be paid to do work that I mean we should be able to find somebody else to do the work for two weeks. I know that's not the greatest answer, but the reality is is they're not we we decided on firing them for a reason. Mm -hmm. So the the only rational thing to do would be to cut the you know end the relationship well create a, a fine line where there's a relationship there's no longer a, an employee employer relationship right and that means not holding them back in for two weeks to train the replacement i mean right. would you want the person who you're firing to train the like <laughs> the new person with all of their bad habits and all of their bad behaviors and all of their no you wouldn't do that mm -hmm. so just just cut the cord in that regard and make the last day the you know, whether it's a Tuesday or a Wednesday or, or whatever, whatever the last day is, make that the last day. Because we're emotional beings. And so if if we have someone who is being fired, we don't know how they're necessarily going to react. And so they might put on a calm, cool, collected face, but then they might still, if we decide to keep them around for two weeks, they might do damage to our culture that we don't even see happening at the time. Or they might have access to uh, very sensitive information that they use to damage our company in, in some way. And so that's a, another important topic is when we let them go, we remove access to any sensitive information. And that's part of the process. That's getting back to, we follow the, the firing process every single time. Very important. And then uh, kind of transitioning a little bit, another thing I wanted to talk to you about real quick was after we let them go, the importance of understanding what impact that might have on our culture, on the remaining staff. So kind of not, not taking it in the context of, okay, that person's out of here. I never have to worry about that again. But from what you've seen, what impact can that have on people left? And what conversations should we be having with the people that are still on the team who may have witnessed, you know, that person being let go? Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully you have strong values. You have core values that drive every decision in the business. This, they describe and they drive how we relate with everybody in, mm -hmm. in whatever 
um, interaction that is, whether it's a hiring or a firing or a vendor, working with a vendor or a distributor or whatever it is, we have values that are driving that conversation. And then go and be intentional. If you're a manager and you're letting one of your direct reports go, just general you know, emotional intelligence would say, this person has worked thousands of hours a year with these, these other people. There's bound to be relationships. I mean, if we're aware, hopefully we're aware enough to see what, who they hang out with, who they're leaving with out of work, who they're standing in the parking lot talking with. Mm-hmm. And go have a one-on-one conversation with that individual. Yes. Follow up with them. Yep. Say, hey, I, I just, I know you guys were friends. I, I'm not, I'm not going to, how are you? How are you doing in this? Yeah. You know, maybe this employee is worried that they're next because, oh, I'm friends with them. I, I thought that they were a good performer. I think I'm a good performer. Right. So any sort of change, you're, you're not just firing an employee. You also have the, I guess, the, the consequential change management process to go through, which mm-hmm. is how do we influence our people? How do we continue to you know, treat our people well and make sure that they're understanding? Yes, this is a change, but we, we're, we're not just doing it haphazardly. This is thought through. We want to give you an opportunity to ask those questions and process just in the same way that we gave you know, X individual time to process the actual decision. Yeah. So that's what I would say there is, is as a good manager, you know, we should, we should be having one-on-ones with our people. We should be aware of the, the interpersonal dynamics in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, if you're on a team of two or you're on a team of three and you're the, you're the reporting manager, then it might be, you, you might have to realize that I might have to spend more time with this other person until we find that replacement. Yeah. Because this individual may or may not have been a, a more relational worker. And so you might see their product productivity go down mm-hmm. because they loved working in a more collaborative environment that you're not fully able to provide. You yeah. can supplement, but you might not fully be able to provide it. So that's, I don't want to blab on and on about that, but I think that's just good. general general practice of, of caring about our people and understanding we're human beings. Like right. we're not cogs in a wheel and you know, you can't just replace a, a person. Yep. Um, so let's, let's jump then to kind of, uh, we, we talked about offering a letter of, of recommendation. What we've, we've talked about t- discussing it with the team afterward. What are some, let's, let's wrap it up with maybe some other final parting thoughts on how we fire people. Well, um, any final thoughts there, Cameron? No, I mean, I, I think we covered a lot of it. I, the most important thing that I always go back to is follow the process every time. So don't skip anything in the process. And if you don't have a process, build a process for letting people go. Um, so that's the first step. But then in regards to letting the person go, um, make sure that you have your emotions under control before you go into that meeting and just have a conversation with yourself. No matter how this person responds or reacts, I am not going to allow it to affect my emotions. I'm not going to respond um, in an upset way, in an angry way, in a combative way. I'm not going to argue with this person because it's not worth it. At the end of the day, it's not worth it. So I'm going to be empathetic, hear them out, listen to them, and treat them the way I would want to be treated if I were in their seat. I think if we do that, if we follow the process and and we act that way, then we're doing a pretty good job um, firing people the right way. Yeah, absolutely. I think just one of the things that popped into my head as we're doing that, we haven't really talked about the overall process. I think we've talked more about the nuance and yeah. relational side of the pra- uh, process. I, th- I think unintentionally that's because we expect there to be a, you know, a 
process for progressive discipline. Mm-hmm. Hey, we having conversations with employees and letting them know that they're not set, you know, meeting expectations. We're providing them with feedback. We're doing at, we, you know, we recommend quarterly feedback with employees, but at a, you know, annual reviews, biannual reviews, those, those are all very important parts of the process that we, we need to make sure that we have a record. I mean, just for legal purposes, we got to make sure that we have a record of employee, you know, mishaps and uh, probationary periods, or we have to have, Hey, we've gone through this remediation process to try to get the employee to improve and perform. Um, obviously we, those are all kind of expectations that we have. Um, and maybe for a later, later episode about what sort of things should be on that checklist. Hey, if, if all of these boxes aren't checked, maybe you take a, take a look at the mirror and say, you know, I'm, I got to eat some crow and realize that I haven't done everything I can to to be a resource for this employee and help them succeed. Mm-hmm. So if, if you'd like that checklist early, uh, we'll put it in the show notes. And uh, the other thing I said is just, we've been talking so much lately about employee feedback. A lot of our clients just want, you know, sh- shy away from it because we always think, well, I we don't want to give them a review because that, that implies a, a wage increase. And we've been, we are huge advocates for monthly employee feedback. And it's a simple tool where, in your monthly one-on-ones with your employees, you're outlining their roles, you're outlining the expectations and the KPIs that are tied to those expectations. Like what's, what's the actual result if they're doing this well? Mm -hmm. And it gives them an opportunity to grade themselves. This is absolutely essential in, in having difficult conversations. We've seen it work countless times where the employee goes, wow, I'm a one on this. And the manager was going to rate them a three right? How much easier is it to have difficult conversations when we're giving opportunity for feedback, you know, good communication in that? Yeah. So if, if that's, if that's a huge part of the firing process because those, those, that resource feeds into making a more, a better decision. Yeah. Um, so if you're also looking for something like that, we'll put a link in the show notes too. And that way you guys can um, download that and hopefully it's a good resource for you. Uh, thanks for listening to the Axiom podcast. Devin and Cameron, I was going to say signing off, but then <laughs> I just literally made this podcast the lamest podcast. No, <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll, we'll talk to you soon.